Hello, 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 friends. Welcome to another episode of Nickel Soup. This is the third or fifth time I've hit the record button, so I'm just going to roll with it here. I've got a little chunk of time to actually record this, and I'm not going to just keep second-guessing myself. I've got my second cup of coffee here, so I might be talking a little excitedly. However, moving on, I just had the thought that I was going to um, rename this podcast to, gee, I hope this sucks. And the reason is, is because from that last episode with Adam, uh, the, the probably one of the biggest takeaways I got from talking to him was where he got to that part, part in his journey where he realized that uh, he was kind of like having a hard time finishing, finishing the book, The Dude's Guide to Life. And, and, and what kind of helped him over that hurdle was realizing that even if he actually hoped that his book would suck and that it wouldn't be very good so that somebody else could like be inspired and think, oh, I can do a better job at this and then write like a book, the same book, basically, but better. And I thought that was really, really beautiful perspective in so many ways. Like, first of all, it shows that, you know, it's not about like this individual ego. It's not about this individual person who. It's like not about me putting this message out so I can get recognition for like how smart and great I am. It's more about, wow, there's a really powerful message that I want to share with the world. And it doesn't matter who it comes through. What it matters is that it's, it's shared and that it's expressed and that people like benefit and that the world just, you know, receives the blessing of this teaching or this message or this expression that I have to share. I thought that was really beautiful. It's also great because it, it just, it makes it so much easier to, to like to create stuff. And it, and I think of a kid once again, you know, like as kids when we were playing Legos or drawing or painting with our hands or exploring in the mud or whatever, we didn't even have a concept of whether it was good or whether it was bad. It was just like, do it and have fun. Because that's because it's just fun to create. It's fun to express. It's fun to make stuff. It's like it's really like what we're created to do in these bodies. We like make stuff. We interact with the third dimensional physical realm and create stuff that makes us feel good and interesting and gives us different perspectives and all that. So having the attitude that like you know I really want to do this thing. And it's cool if it sucks. It's cool if it totally sucks because like someone else will do a better job and then I at least still get the benefit of enjoying the process, enjoying the creative process and 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 doing something cool. So, you know, like I said, I, I hit the record button here like five times and the reason I kept stopping is because I'm like, oh, this sucks. I can't do that. What are people going to think? You know, and it's, it's like this creative process is, is um, we're all such geniuses. We all have so much to offer and, and, and do for each other. And it's just a real darn toot and shame that, we, that, we, that so many of us, myself included for sure, like shoot ourselves in the foot before we even get going because we're afraid of what other people are going to think. Like this might suck, so I'm not going to do it. Why even bother? I'm going to go consume something that somebody else created and kind of numb out and check out and just not ever like really figure out what I'm capable of and access, access the passion and the skills and the abilities that I've been blessed with in this human form 
to do in this life. So it's really kind of like a major thing. And, um, and that was just a huge aha takeaway for me from Adam, you know. So, so I thought when I hit this, I was like, oh, that'd be kind of a cool podcast name. It's called, gee, I hope this sucks. But um, past trying to rename this podcast like every month, whatever. We're just going to stick with Miracle Soup because it's very inclusive. The soup contains all these ingredients. It's vast and, and uh, comprehensive. And one of the things that my first Buddhist teacher, uh, the Reverend Haju Sunam, um, who I just absolutely, wow, she's such an amazing human being, just turned 80, by the way, changed my life, incredible bodhisattva. But she told me once I was telling her like how I was like really interested in chanting these Hindu chants, but I was like living at a Buddhist temple. And she said to me, the way of Mahayana is, is vast. It's like, it's like, it's all inclusive. It doesn't matter what you call it. Right. And I, and I think of that, like with the miracle soup, it's like this show contains all different kinds of topics and perspectives and side tangents and all sorts of stuff. It's just like, whatever we want, we can put it in a soup and cook it up and enjoy it. So I'm not going to rename it, but I did actually recently just uh, I created an account on Substack and created my first post there, which is called Gee, I Hope This Sucks. So I did make a little homage to that uh, nugget of wisdom like I'm doing here. But um, Substack's a pretty sweet platform I just discovered, even though I know it's been around for a long time. Um, Substack. Basically, it's a platform that sort of integrates podcasting with newsletters, with blogs, and also allows creators to um, to have subscribers to uh, support their work. So it's a way for content creators to actually get paid for creating, which is pretty awesome. Um, <clears throat> because I think creators really deserve it, you know? Um, when when we go online for like Spotify or whatever, we you know I've got like the Spotify pay for that for sure because I don't want to hear the ads. And it's like the free they say there's a free account, but it's not really free because you're getting ads. So in my mind, I'm like, well, why don't I just pay some? You know, it kind of makes sense. It's like we get what we give, right? It's just a thing, and I'm not really trying to hustle people right now into paying for it because I don't even have my subscription button enabled that the paid subscription button enabled on my stub stack I just want to get things rolling but um, I think it's really important to, to support creators it's like if you're finding a service that you really like that you're really going back to time and time again I think it's pretty rad that you like you're like you give them a little kick down you know it's like hey yeah you're worth you're worth a cup of coffee a month so that I can continue to hear and be inspired by you and receive this blessing. So Substack is a cool way basically to, um, to get paid for, for creating content. And, and so that's pretty rad. So I just started that and uh, you can just, I'll put a link in the show notes, but, but if you go to Substack, Christoph Heinen's Substack, Christoph Substack, I think it's called, then you can, uh, can check out that a little article that I did. 
Yeah, what's my Substack? Christoph Heinen. Christoph Substack, yeah. Cool. So um, that's kind of what I was rolling with today, the Substack phenomenon, but also the actual topic of today's podcast that I wanted to talk about was um, I recently completed a 40-day meditation challenge which I'm not going to call a challenge. It was actually an experiment. I don't really do well with challenges. Somehow that word just sets me up to sabotage myself because I think I'm, you know, got this little current of low self-esteem and, you know, I kind of, I'll shoot myself in the foot if I call a challenge. I'll be like, yeah, no, you can't do it. And then I'll be like, yeah, I can't do it. I'm no good. So I, I tricked my mind and called it a experiment. It's like, what would happen if I meditate an hour a day for 40 days? And truth be told, I think I told, I missed probably a total of five days. And so, and at the end, I started like, I started to realize that I was like taking on so many projects and so many like self-improvement, um, like commitments, like, you know, exercising and, 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 you know, getting up early and doing cold plunge. And I'm like adding all these things that I thought I needed to do to like be good enough to, I don't know, just be a better version of me and it was kind of getting a little nuts and then thinking that i've got to do all this stuff to be like the super dad and, and and like just i'm like whoa dude you're just juggling so much and putting so much on your plate like chill and so that's kind of when this big lebowski theme came in where i was i got adam's book and i was just like watching the big lebowski and remembering like the attitude of just like fuck it and chill and it's all good and so at the end, I stopped pushing myself. I was like, you know what? If this isn't like really flowing for me to meditate right now, I'm not going to do it to try to force this thing to happen. So the last few days, I kind of let it slide. And then I actually had my last hour meditation of the 40-day experiment a day after the 40 days ended. So, But at all, all in all, it was inclusive, and I feel like it was really a successful endeavor. And then um, I'm just going to kind of fast forward to the end because what was really interesting to me was after I did the 40-day challenge, I was like, okay, I did it. Cool. I'm done. I did that. Moving on. Next thing. And I stopped meditating. And that like for like, honestly, like a week or two, I just, I just stopped and I got really depressed. It was like something was off. So I don't know if I just created a new addiction for myself, but I don't really care because it's not like it's not like an addiction in that sense it's more like i discovered something that i can give myself that i enjoy so much honestly it's like brushing my teeth but brushing my mind and my soul and um i've been meditating for a long time since i've been in my early 20s pretty consistently um but but this was kind of notching it up like an hour you know i could do like consistently like 20 minutes or half an hour, but do an hour a day consistently every single day for the most part. Really, what, what it did, what the experiment showed me, it basically like took this dimmer switch and just turned it up. And I'd say a good 98% of the meditations I would enter like a deep state of bliss. Um, it was pretty consistent. Um, 
I would listen to music, a hemi-sync sort of like binaural. Hemi-sync is this sweet technology and you can go on Spotify and find all the hemi-sync um, albums there. But it's just basically this technology of entraining the right and left hemisphere with certain frequencies that put the mind in the brain in a, in a, like a beta state, I guess it's called, or delta state, basically a deep meditative state of, of brain coherency, which just calms you down. It basically takes you into deeper meditation quicker. So I was really, really digging that. And I also found it helped. I had resistance to meditating and I would think like, oh, but at least I get to listen to this cool music. And so I would, I would dive in and listen and it helped me get my butt on the cushion more. So that was very helpful. I think whatever it takes, you know, it's like, maybe that's not the purest of like Zen protocol for, for meditating or, but who cares, dude, if, if you're, if you're making effort, that's, that's pretty sweet. You showed up to meditate 35 out of 40 days and that, that really benefited you. So like let yourself off the hook and it's cool. Um, the other thing I did a few times I experimented because I didn't really like leave this out of my, of my ex experiment sort of guidelines was that a, a few times it was like maybe in the evening and I hadn't meditated yet. I hadn't done the hour and I would take like a, a edible and that was pretty cool. It wasn't something I did every time because it's just like, I don't know. It's not necessary. It wasn't necessary for me, but it was cool to just explore just, just the whole process of feeling the cannabis starting to take hold and starting to affect my mind. And then, and then working with the cannabis and this like deepening this deep intimate experience with this amazing plant chemical going on in my brain and what that was doing. And I found that to be really, really helpful tool actually for when it was, Again, it was kind of like the music is like when it was hard to get my butt on the cushion and continue. I had this little thing. It was like, oh, yeah, but I could, if I did this, I would be kind of see what happened. You know, it'd be, it's kind of interesting. But again, I think I probably did that a total of four times. Um, and then I would also experiment with small uh, microdoses of psilocybin. So in the morning, I would take a small amount. You know, if I was up early, like like 5 or 4.30. And I, that, again, it was like, oh, I could take my little microdose, you know, with my coffee and, and sit and like, kind of like, you know, give this session a little extra oomph, a little extra, a little extra fuel. So that was pretty cool too. And again, it wasn't something I felt called to do every single, every single session it just wasn't necessary. Um, but it was deep and profound and, um, I documented it all or a, a lot of these sessions. So I, I could go in and kind of pull out, but I think I'm going to save that for another Substack article, which would be fun, which is another reason to go check out my Substack um, and subscribe because it's free for now. It's cool though, because you can subscribe for free and then there's also, but so you can get a bunch of posts that are free and then some posts that are, that you need to have paid for to access. So, oh, so that's cool. But yeah, subscribe to my Substack. That'd be, that'd be sweet. Um, and so 40 days and, and then, so the, the, so the basic 
overarching theme was that the more I meditated, the more I realized that like the ultimate technique for me, I was like, because a lot, a lot of the times I'd be sitting there being like, the hell am I supposed to be doing? You know, like here I am. Here I am sitting here, but what am I supposed to be doing? Like which technique? It's like there's something I'll do self-inquiry or do I do my the Dr. Joe visualizing the energy centers or do I, uh, you know, like do a Merkaba meditation? It's like, do I chant my mantra? All these things. It was just overwhelmingly confusing. And then finally it'd be like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to sit here. I, I don't even care. This is what I'm going to do. All I'm doing is just sitting. I'm just going to be aware. I'm just going to sit and abide. The dude abides. I'm going to do a dudist abiding. Just don't even call it meditation. Just sit here, bro. And be still. Don't move and just be with yourself. That's what it kind of came down to after like session maybe five or six. When I, I was doing all the, the, the sort of like creating this whole structure for my sessions where I'd sit, do a round of, round of mantra, do that blessing of energy centers, do a Wim Hof breathing, you know, this whole structure. And then that kind of all just like dissipated and it was just worked its way into just abiding in a, in a motionless spine erect, sitting on my meditation cushion. That was it. And the thing that grounded that in was the breath. And so basically the whole main teaching was just be with the breath. And the guidance I got was maintaining equal inhale, equal counts inhale, equal counts exhale. And that was just this thing. And even right even now, I'm just like obsessed with breathing in this way. So there were many different levels to experiment with breathing in four breathing out four was just like the like the go-to which would kind of establish this coherence with my mind and body and bring my mind into uh, just a stable place where it wasn't bouncing all over the place and then the breaths would start to long so then it would turn into six counts in six counts out and then eventually like the ultimate is like um, nine counts in nine counts out and the reason I got nine was because like these synchronicities started to happen too. That was really trippy about the whole meditation experiment was I started to see more and more clearly that there's not that outside and inside is literally the same thing. Like there's no outside. We're looking at our mind constantly. Everything's our mind. There's no like out there and me. It's all, it's all just, it's all connect. It's all one for lack of a better cliche, right? So the amount of synchronicity started to increase and certain, certain bits of information would come into my field at certain times that would guide me um, for like the next day's meditation or, or in the meditation practice. So it's like I was really tuning in to, to the guru, to the, to the guru within. And what happened was this magazine came in my mailbox um, from the Hindu temple in Kauai and the, the Swami just had this article about, you know, how this like ultimate 
pranayama is really just doing nine counts in. He says, hold it for one and then exhale nine counts, hold it for one. And, and finding that rhythm basically calms the mental fluctuations. And it's just like, he, he said it's really like the only pranayama you need. It's like the most effective one. So like with any information, my perspective is, well, let's see. Let's try it and see what happens. You know, that might be true. It might not. I don't know. It's like, I don't like putting people on pedestals and, and, and giving authority to all these like different gurus and teachers. It's, it's like really like, does it work for me? So I applied it and like the nine count is pretty, yeah. <clears throat> Once you get into that rhythm of nine counts, breathing in nine, exhaling nine for, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes, it's, it gets, you're like pretty, you're going pretty deep. You're pretty quiet. There's a lot of silence and a lot of space. And uh, it, it's, yes, my experience was lots of peace, lots of just bliss would begin to unfold. And it was a very wonderful experience. So the synchronicities were all over. I just, they're probably all over for all of us all the time anyway. We just don't notice them when our mind is kind of tripping out and spinning out this way and that with um, fears and futures and past and, you know, just the whole thing that the ego does. So, so when you calm it down, you start to see like that the world is an external reflection, is a seemingly external reflection of our own self. So we start to see whoa, everything's communicating with itself and this is part of myself and tell me something. So you start to become aware of that and the synchronicities start to notice them more, basically. That was a really cool effect of the deepening meditation experiment that I went through. Um, I also noticed... <laughs> I think I already said this. Yeah, when when I when I stopped meditating, it was um, it was pretty miserable. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess it's the same with like part of me is thinking like, well, that's kind of like a new addiction you have, like a new thing you have. But no, it's kind of like brushing your teeth. Like, if you give yourself a good you know chunk of time, like maybe five minutes or three minutes to really do a good job brushing your teeth and flossing, your teeth are going to look better. And if you stop, your teeth are going to get nasty after a few days, you know? So it's just the same with, with like, why wouldn't we want to meditate? Why wouldn't we want to just give ourselves that time to just be quiet and, and listen and be with ourselves? And for any of you who might be interested, the, the uh, like, sort of like advice or the nugget that I would give would, would be like, don't ever even entertain <laughs> too much, the idea or the concern of whether you're doing it right or not. There's no wrong, dude. You're, you're just being with yourself and you're enough. And we don't need to um, like follow some conscripted meditation style or sets of information, um, instructions. It's really great just to sit. And then as you do that, the you'll see that the universe, AKA your own higher self, will begin to send you the teachings you need. And, and they say that when the student's ready, the teacher will come. And I, and I think of 
I think of any teacher that I've ever met, you know, they always come right, right when you need them. And that brings that, that really makes me feel like safe. <laughs> it's like, ah, we're, we're kind of like supported here. Um, we are not separate bodies just on our own to fend for ourselves, but we, all of, all of what we experience is our own self that is communicating with us from love, for love, to help us grow, to help us strengthen, to help us evolve, and to help us, period. So, so um, I'm going to write down a note I just had. I just had an idea that I was about to launch into that I'm not going to do. I'm going to save that for another episode so we don't like jump around too much with different topics. But anyway, gosh, I I I know I really hope this this episode sucks um, because that's okay. And hopefully, maybe you got something out of it. Um, if you have any interest, oh yeah, if you have any interest in doing a 40 day meditation challenge or experiment. Let's let's do it. I want to um, conscript a little crew and and do this together as a group, and we can all I don't know, just kind of like join forces and support one another to to have a forty day um, meditation experiment because it was so it was really so profound for me. It was it was awesome, but I'd like to be. I, I kind of feel like this person in the wilderness just doing it by himself, you know. Which I know is not true because I just was saying that we're totally connected with everything, but let's let's make it happen together and support one another and create like a a group meditation experiment. I think that'd be sweet, um, and we can support each other and it'll be rad and just kind of have this experiment. Like, what would happen if we if a group of us together, a Miracle Soup crew, does a meditation experiment together, forty days, one hour. You know, so um, hit me up if you're interested. I'll probably put a Substack article about this real soon, so make sure to subscribe to that. Also, if you haven't already, hit the subscribe button for this podcast. That'd be really sweet. Leave a review if you haven't already. Little stars on, on you know, whatever platform you listen to really do help this um, this show spread and grow. So, so that'd be rad. I'd really appreciate that. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, having another interview coming up here with, uh, my, with my bro, Ian, who is a mathematician. He's about to start his PhD in math, and he is a somewhat of a psychonaut brother, and he is also just a really rad guy, really into meditation, really into non-dual awareness and awakening, and has amazing perspectives, and he's a bit of a genius kind of dude, so... Uh, we want to we want to tune into that thread and see and and see what happens with that. So so go on. Don't be scared of making it suck. I mean, listen to this episode. I don't, it's not that polished, but um, I honestly do hope it sucks. So that maybe you've gotten something out of this that you can do a better job at, and we can <laughs> continue to just enjoy being innocent kids in this playground of planet Earth, having having fun dude and enjoying life so thank you all so much talk to you next time om nama shivaya